Hi, everybody. It's episode 420 of PodQuest. Hey, Blaze. Nice. Is it really 420? Yeah. Oh, we damn. talked about this like two weeks ago. I said, hey, Rich, are you going to be like high off your ass in two weeks? And you said, maybe. Yeah, I was like, I got to talk to uh, my dealer, your wife. Um, and you never did, did you? And I, I never did because I totally forgot. So, Man, really. what an asshole. I mean, because um, of all the weeds I'm smoking, like I forget. No but you forgot memory. to smoke for episode 420. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't actually smoke that much. I just forgot that it was 420. So... Sound, sounds like you smoke too much. I mean, it's been like, what, like maybe eight months since I last smoked. So maybe. Your reefer head. <laughs> what is this? A 1950s reefer? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, it's Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Sup. And uh, other than Walnut not being high, how you guys doing? Look, I'm high on life, okay? Oh, that's a sure fucking lie, and we both know that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not true at all. Uh, you know, I am. I had to, f- I, I, I actually, I applied to a job last week, and somebody reached out to me and was like, we want to do a phone email. And I was like, alright, great. Here's when I'm available all next week, meaning this week. I haven't heard from them until, I hadn't heard from them. So I'm like, um, so I reached out to them, and I was like, hey, uh, just following up on this, it sounded like you wanted to get it set up. Oh, sorry, I must have missed your message. And they set up the phone call for tomorrow. But it was just like, so I'm like, I'm a little nervous because like I haven't really done an interview in years, um, or had a. But phone so you have eval. one for tomorrow. So tech, I, it's a phone evaluation or something. I don't really know what they're doing. Ah, that's a phone interview, man. May, may, maybe, may, yeah, I kind of have a phone interview tomorrow at lunchtime. So. Well, congratulations. Um, I'm hoping I get it, because it actually seems like a job I wouldn't mind doing. OnlyFans? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not that. Not yet. You don't need to call in for that. You don't need to apply for that. You just get it. You I don't do know it. how it works. It's the same as streaming. You just do it. Yeah, but maybe you want to be, like, a, a partner. Well, you need to have so many people pay you before you can get the perks of getting more money. Well, you better get in that, then. I'm, look, it, 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 it'll happen. It'll happen. I, well, we know that. We all know that. Um, side note, Rich, I, I, I feel like you might appreciate this. Um, so I got a new cell phone on or earlier this week. So I realized mine was paid off. So I figured why the fuck not? Uh-huh. Um, it, uh, I had to get a, a case for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the case I bought came with a kickstand. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember you had that phone with a kickstand. Yeah. The phone literally had a kickstand. Um, uh, that was, uh, that was two phones ago. Three. I it don't know. It was, that. it was a while ago. I don't know. Yeah. That was like two. Th- that was like pre everyone really having smartphones because you you bought a window. It was a Windows. Phone. It was a Windows phone. Yeah, it was like the last Windows smartphone that they made. Um, and I got nothing, no good apps or anything on it. It was great for watching videos and shit. It had. I great, mean, you had, you had that kickstand. I, well, not even the kickstand. <laughs> like at the time, the screen was amazing and the camera was amazing. Literally, because the next phone I had was um. So I think that was the Leo 2 or something like that. Um, and the next phone I had was the Android-powered Sidekick that didn't have a flash on the camera, that had a shitty camera in general. So at one point, um, I went to the Penhurst Asylum. It was Halloween time. I went to Penhurst. I actually brought and put my SIM card into the old phone that still worked fine to take pictures and, and, and whatnot because that had a better camera than my Sidekick that came out two, three years later, because, you know me, I don't get new phones until I really need to. 
Or I break them. Which is usually when you really need to. Yeah, yeah. But no, like, literally, like, the phone before the one I broke, I had for, like, three and a half years. Maybe four years. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, I, I will run a phone down. I will not get a new phone until I need to. And the only reason I got that last phone was because the the phone before it was like it wasn't connecting to the charger well enough and I was heading out to a buddy's the next day and I needed something that was connecting for Android Auto and shit um and the, like the battery would only last for maybe like 6 to 8 hours so like I needed it I needed to charge it or I needed a new phone which which I mean like that I get that I definitely get that um I tend I used to get them way more frequently um now I just I I get I wait until my phone is paid off and then when it's paid off, I trade it in because T-Mobile keeps doing, like, fairly good trade-in deals that, like, make my, like, payment on the phone, like, significantly lower. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, my bill stays the same. Mm-hmm. And, like, phones now last long. Like, they, they see, the the nicer phones seem to last longer than they used to. I mean, they still yeah. don't last as long as, like, an Nokia um, brick used to. But, like, they they do last, like, at this point, I think average you can get is about three years out of yeah and like at two years like that's how long like the the payment term thing is for them yeah and at two years like my battery on my last one was like it was starting to get a little little long but mm-hmm. you, you, you know how like you know why that's there's why there's no more like replaceable batteries or being able to take the battery out it's because now we can't replace the batteries when the battery is dying too fast and we have to get a new phone i mean you're you're actually not wrong yeah <laughs> it's like everything about phones and technology are made and put there to make you use it only within a short life cycle so that they can make more money. Technology is made to break. All technology is made to break. Yep. I mean, w- wasn't there that thing for a little while there that um like Apple phones had some sort of um like thing built into the software that actually made the batteries worse the older they got? Mhm. And they're also like after about three versions of the Apple iOS, they start to brick. Like, which usually, is just that's crazy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's usually like the like the fourth version after the release of that phone. Like the the phone won't brick, but it won't be compatible with the new version. Like I would use my iPad as an example, but my iPad's so old that even if for Android, it wouldn't be compatible with the current version. But my iPad can't update to the most current version of Apple. And Apple iOS. Yeah, it's um, surprising that your iPad even turns on still. So. Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty surprising. It last, if I were to take it off the charge and just let it run, it lasts about three days. And that's using, um, using Netflix on it to go to sleep every night for about an hour and a half. Um, but I can't update any app. Some, I'm surprised Netflix still works. Because the i the the operating system on that iPad is so old that none of the other apps will be able to update because it needs to be on the newest uh, operating system, except Netflix, or the version of Netflix is just a compatible version that continues to run with. I think that actually Netflix. might be part of the case. Like it's just it happens to just be an old version that they haven't like just said nope, sorry, this doesn't yeah. work anymore. Yeah, or Netflix is just that good with their coding that even older versions can work. Can continue to work even after. I doubt that's the case. I mean, it's it's been at least like ten years. I, I got this phone. It'll be I, th- that iPad will be ten years this December. Wow. Mm-hmm. And like I, 
I forget. Did you say does the battery actually last at all, or is it just plugged in all the time? It is plugged in all the time, but it could last about three days if I unplug it, and that's just from it sitting idle most of the time and me using it an hour and a half each night for Netflix to go to bed. Which I guess that's not terrible. No, not at all. Um, but I guess anyway, Rich, what is on the agenda? So we uh we had our book club this week. Uh, we all watched the the hit film Ex Machina. Um, then, Cobb, you got the new Ninja Turtles Calabunga collection. I, over the past two days, streamed and completed Hellblade Sinoa's Sacrifice. And then, I guess, Cobb, you watched Chainsaw Man, or read it? Probably read it, because I don't think it's an anime yet. No, it's, it, yeah, I read it. It's not. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I thought this week, um, we would just start with Book Club, because... Makes sense. Why not? Yeah. Um, so what did you guys think of Ex Machina? I really enjoyed it. I did. I, I thought it was fun. It was interesting. Acting was very well. I love Ox, uh, uh, Oscar Isaacs and uh, Domhnall Gleeson. I think I pronounced and, his name right. And Drew, how much did you hate it? It was pretty mediocre, honestly, in my opinion. I liked Oscar <laughs> Isaac. I could not give two fucks about the story or any of the other characters. See, I thought the, I thought the story was more... It took more unexpected turns than I expected, I guess. Oh, there, I, I had, I had like four different outcomes go through on my head throughout the, the movie. Like three or four different outcomes go throughout my, like, like, oh, you know what? This is what it's going to be. And then once like that was kind of debunked or they hinted at something, I was like, oh, you know what? That's what it's going to be. And then once that was debunked and it went into, I was like, oh, okay. So there's that. And then it was finally, it was what it was. I'm like, oh, wow. I, I actually didn't see that coming. Yeah, like, at certain points, like, I was picking up, I'm like, okay, so this is what's going to happen now. But it was definitely one of those, I thought it was going to be one thing, and I'm like, okay, so it's not that thing. I'm like, so is it this thing? And it, it ended up being, like, the second or third thing, kind of like like you just said, but it definitely, like, it led you in one direction, but then kind of, like, took a, at least a little bit of a swerve. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. not not all the way. Like, it didn't totally go crazy, but, like, I expected, like... I expected Oscar Isaac to actually be, like, the the legit villain of the story. And I, I legitimately thought he was, like... I thought the whole thing was, like, a trap. I... My initial thoughts, even with all, like, the, the, the starting stuff, uh, was that Oscar Isaacs was a robot. And the test that uh, they were putting... I can't remember uh, Gleason's... Caleb. Caleb. The test that they were putting Caleb through was a test... Um, not to see if Ava was a robot, or to f- do the test on Ava, but was actually doing the test on Oscar Isaac's character. That was yeah. what, that's what my head went through the first time. Was uh, like, I, I can see you thinking that. Yeah. And then, uh, eventually when they started mentioning, uh, Imiko, or whatever her name was, I think that's what they said her name was, I can't remember, or if they even gave her one, the, 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 um, Asian, um, uh, servant lady that, that was there. Uh-huh. And and he was like, oh, she doesn't speak of li- a lick of English. She, you can say whatever you want around her. She won't know. And that's like a safety protocol for me. Like at one point, it shows her like opening her eyes and like looking over. And I'm like, oh shit, she's a spy. And that's what this is turning into. That's what Erica thought too. Erica's like, there's no way she doesn't speak any English because if you see like the look on her face, sometimes it's like she does understand. Like, she, like mm-hmm. she must be a spy or something. Yeah. And there's that one scene where, she, like, after he yells at her that she's like sitting in the hallway, sad. 
Yeah. And like that kind of leads it like, okay, so this yeah, is yeah. like I a mean, like a bad situation. They they lead you towards that. And then it turns into like, oh no, she spoiler alert guys, she's actually a, that 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 servant's actually a robot and it's turning into like, oh, uh, 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 Oscar Isaac's character is just a douche to these robots and is going to wipe this robot's memory, and then it turned into, like, kind of a weird Pinocchio story. And, like, all of it... Actually, to- that, like, that is kind of a good way to put that, yeah. Yeah. All of it together was, like, really good, and, like, it set me through, like, a bunch of different thought processes, and, like, how is it... Like, if it had ended in any of the ways I thought it was gonna end, as long as they did it well, it probably would have been really good. Um, but the way they did it, and that, like, the, 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 the pseudo twist they turned that, like, oh, he was right the entire time, and, and the robot was bad, uh, or not bad, but the, just, she just wanted to be freed. Um, that, like, that worked super well with how they built up this story. Yeah, I definitely did not, I expected the twist with the, the robots. Like, once you kind of started getting that, I'm like, okay, so, like, they're all going to, like, turn on Oscar Isaac. Like, that's kind of what I expected to happen. And I actually thought all those, like, old models were going to somehow be involved. Um, I did not expect um, Caleb to also get basically left for dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, like, that was, like, that was absolutely unexpected. I was like, you know what? He's wrong. He's trying to tell Caleb something that he doesn't want to hear to make Caleb not want to do what's going to happen. Um which is what that's how they were leading you like oh no they want you to think that Ava is actually in love with him and then it just it takes that turn and it's just that quick act or or like sub act I don't know there's like acts within acts I don't really know how it works but like that quick little turn of like oh no she's she's like you stay here and then she locks him in there and is like fuck off I'm I'm going to an intersection and it's like wow that is not at all what I thought was, I, I didn't think Oscar Isaacs was right. I didn't think he was true at all. Yeah. And like, it turned out like he, he was not a villain. He was just a douchebag. And like, honestly, he's wasn't even, I don't, I don't think he was a douchebag. I don't think he was a villain. I don't think he was a bad guy. I don't think he was, he was, he was an eccentric for sure. And he was trying to build something that's never been built before. And he, he was trying to, find all the flaws within this to make sure that this doesn't get out because Ava's a robot. Ava is property. She should not be let out because look at what she did to get out. She manipulated one person, killed another person, and then left. Yeah. That's what um, he was but, trying to prevent. He might have look at if you look at his just character in general, he was a douchebag. Like he he was he was eccentric. He was a genius. So, like, unfortunately, sometimes that stuff just comes hand in hand. But the way he treated Caleb back and forth, for no real good reason. Like, sometimes he treated him like 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 they were all buddy-buddy. And then other times he treated him like he was beneath him. And that's mm-hmm. why I meant, like, like he was he was a douchebag. But, like, he was a genius. And not he was not a bad guy. He mm-hmm. was just, like, he was, he was really in it for himself. Like, he wanted to prove that he could do a thing and keep being rich, basically, and, like, just the fact that he lied and tricked Caleb to even get there, and then kind of, like, set it all up to see if he... Because, I mean, he kind of admits that, like, he set it up to see if Ava could both convince him and make him fall for her. And, like, that's kind of a douchebag thing. Because, 
even at one point, like, like they're talking about, like, like Caleb said something like, like, you didn't really bring me here because of my coding. And he just goes, you're like mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a real douchebag thing to say to like somebody who is technically your employee and that you just tricked into this. Like he could have easily said, it's like, you're a talented programmer, but like, no, I needed, I needed you because you, you, you don't you, like you fit the mold of what I needed for this test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I, I agree, but it's also like, I, I a hundred percent think it's kind of a gray area because it, when it comes to science, like if you're going to be running, you can't, in a blind test like this, you can't be, you can't tell somebody you're running a test on them when it's supposed to be a blind test. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying that that is what made him a douchebag. I'm saying that when he got caught, his reaction to it, it, like, his personality throughout the movie, he was, he was very back and forth. He obviously had, like, an alcohol problem. Um, but, like, his personality is that of kind of a D-bag. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and like, like I said before, it kind of comes hand in hand with, like, when you're that level of rich and that level of smart, like, you are going to kind of be, because those people always have the, imp- not always, but nine times out of ten, they think that they are better than everybody. Yeah, when um, it's, it's it's very, very much, it's the, it's like the Tony Stark effect, is what I'll call it. Like, when you're that smart, everyone is going to be dumber than you, and you're going to end up talking down to a lot of people. But, like, and, it's like, not purposeful, a lot of the time. But, like, and then you, it also comes down to, like... Oh god, what was I about to say? Oh, um, it's the same way like like politicians. In order to be a politician, beyond like a congressperson who's like they're in office for like two years and then maybe they get re um uh reelected, but like your senators and anything like above that, um, you have to be a sociopath. You have to be an egomaniac and a sociopath to want to do that. Mm-hmm. Because like they're the only pe- like they want people to ha- report to them and they want people to like like need them. And they want to be able to be the people to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I I also enjoyed the movie. Like yeah, I thought I thought uh, the score was very well done. I thought the script, dialogue, everything like nothing was too hokey, nothing was too wild. Like it makes sense that this was like as high praised as it was. Um, and I just the themes behind it and everything that they were trying to do, and even the science behind it was just like really cool. I like the idea of like creating a a Jello moldable AI brain for a computer, basically. Like that's that's a strange but reasonable idea. Yeah, no, I I agree. And I thought the um I thought like the the, the effects they used for Ava were actually mm-hmm. really good. Like like I don't know if that was if like they had her in like one of those like mocap suits like they do for like the Hulk or if they did it some other way, but it I... generally looked it for being like a seven eight year old movie like it actually looked pretty good and not super like fake yeah like it looked it frankly it looked better than this than most of the cg in like the she hulk show does like right mm-hmm. now yeah it, it it looked it looked better than some of the cg I, we saw in friggin black widow like yeah it it looked really really good and like i think they got it, I think it worked especially well because the only thing that was still human on her was, like, the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, you weren't seeing, like, like her body, her entire body wasn't meant to look like anything other than a machine. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it had the shape of a human, so you could identify all the parts, but, like, nothing about it was human beyond the shape. Mm-hmm. And her face didn't have that uncanny valley feel because it was legitimately her face, and not a CG of her face or something like that. Yeah. The one thing I, the one thing that kind of like 
skeeved me a little bit in a weird way was their skin. Like the way that their skin just kind of peeled off like one of those things you stick on like like the the window decals yeah. where it's like it does it didn't seem to require any sort of like tension to remove. It just peeled away and then she could just stick it to herself. Yeah. I, I And like she she literally took the arm of a of a taller woman and put it on her too. I'm just like I mean that's very cool that you could just switch things, but like that arm is definitely longer than your other robot she, arm. <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't taller. She looked like she was taller. She was just up on a pedestal. Oh, maybe that's all it was then. Yeah, and like they were just up higher. All of those other robots were up higher. But like it was just it was just so weird. Like she was just peeling off like sections of like skin and just like sticking it onto herself. I'm like, are there magnets? Like mm-hmm. is that why it's it's just coming off so easy and then it just seems together and you can't even tell? Yeah. Like it was, I mean, it, it was, it was you, weird. You could tell, but then, like, eventually, it somehow molded all together. Like, but yeah, it was it, the the skin was was weird. the The part that kind of like got me was when he like cut his wrist to see if he was real or not. Like, he started to freak himself. I was just like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, that would be a wild like another take on this. If like this whole movie, he thought he was real." And that's the test is to see if these AIs think they're real or hu- human or not. And like that would be that, that, that kind of blew my mind when he did that. And I was just like, this and is actually, so cool. What would have actually been a really fun twist for that would be if he actually was a robot and either, either he is a different model that is more humanoid. Mm-hmm. So like that he actually almost like, um, like in Westworld, like I, I don't think either of you guys have, have watched that, but no. like the robots in that, like, they have like fluids in them so that when they like when something happens to them they look like an actual human dying yeah so like if they get shot or stabbed or their neck gets slit open like they bleed the way like an actual person would mhm um and i think i thought that when when he started doing that and they started bleeding i'm like man it would be really cool if like the twist at the end is like oscar isaac goes over to the computer and like hits a button and he shuts down <laughs> yeah, like it, there's just that. That's I think that's part of the great things about that the movie is like it, it does bring you through so many different like oh that'd be weird oh that'd be cool oh man that's so wild and like the ending itself is satisfying even though it's none of the endings you might have thought it was going to yeah yeah exactly um oh, I was gonna say something to fuck I lost track of thought oh um not so much for Drew because he wouldn't like it um. But if you ever have time, you might like um, the movie Annihilation. Um, it came out, I want to say, in like 2017, 2018. Um, it's from the same director, if I remember correctly. Um, and it's got Oscar Isaac in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Natalie Portman is like the main person. Um, very different movie, but like has a similar like vibe to it, if that makes sense. Um, it's the one where like some weird like extra dimensional portal opens up in like the Florida Everglades yeah. or something. Yeah, I remember um, that movie. Yeah, it was actually like I I watched it like a handful of years ago, like when it when it was available to like rent on demand or whatever, and like it was actually it was it was a pretty cool, interesting movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, the the he's the uh, Alex Garland is the director, but he was also the writer of both Ex Machina and Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, that's right, I forgot he did Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm-hmm. He's Twenty Eight Days Later is a good zombie movie. He's also a writer for Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry Bloody Palace Mode. Virgil's Downfall, and Devil May Cry Definitive Edition. Like so, the original one or the more recent one? It says uh, the, the original. The Ninja Theory. 
No, I thought it was the Ninja Turtles. Twenty thirteen one. Okay. Yeah, okay. so that's DMC, DMC Devil May Cry. Yeah, DMC. Uh, he also wrote Dread, Batman Black and White, uh, an episode. Uh, yeah, so he's he's done he's done a lot. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I was I was very very pleased with this movie. Yeah, I I enjoyed it too. I drew. I'm I'm sorry you didn't, but it's expected at this point. Yeah. No. <laughs> You, you seem to not hate it, at least. No, I didn't hate it. It was better than Prey, probably. But I, I definitely enjoyed this more than Prey. I mean, yeah, I I loved Prey, but I can absolutely see that. But it's also, these are two different movies. So oh, yeah, absolutely. But, like, com- different movies appeal to different people. And, like, no, I, like uh, this is one that appeals to me more than, like, Prey did. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I, what I was getting at is like it's hard to compare these two like you can compare them as two movies but like the types of movies and the themes and everything with these movies are two completely different movies like one's an action they They, Uh praise an action film this is more of a suspense thriller they're um, they're both about a be they're both about a being that humans can't understand wanting to like you know have an impact on humanity. No. And the, about humans trying to, the, like, circumvent them. The Predator didn't want to have an impact on humanity. The Predator just wanted to prove that he was the best Predator. And that, that has an impact on humanity if an alien comes down and murders everybody. I mean, it's not going to murder everybody. It's just going to murder so many people until his thing is done, until his trial is over. Yeah, and I mean, like, there weren't that many people back in the 1800s. He's, it's not going to kill an entire planet. We don't know that. That's not how also, predators work. Also, let's be realistic. He is from off-planet. People at that point had different immune systems. Who's to say he didn't bring some weird space disease that would have just destroyed the entire the entire planet? I, I mean, true. 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 But, like... It's like they, ju- they just found that pool in, like, New Mexico or whatever that, like, hasn't seen, like, any, like, external life in ever and has bacteria that humans have never come in t- contact with. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, go- it's going to destroy the planet. Yeah. Like a solar flare is going to hit it, everything's going to be going to mutate, and we're all going to be dead tomorrow. Probably. Yeah. But, uh, Drew, were you were you getting ready to say like a critique or anything about it? I thought you were, you might have been. Cut D- off. No. 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 He hates movies. It's fine. One one of these days, he's going to get fed up with us, and he's going to make us watch like a fucking F one race or something. He he made us watch wrestling and an F one documentary. The F one documentary was interesting though. Yeah. Yeah, because documentaries are good. I mean, I'm not I'm not denying that. I'm not doubting that. I'm not saying they're not, but I'm not just saying some documentaries are good. Some very fucking bad. Oh, I mean, fair. I actually, I do want to watch that um, Woodstock 99 documentary on Netflix. The one with the Miz in it? Oh, is he in it? Yeah. Was he I mean Woodstock he, or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Like, that's what I mean by he's in it. Like, he, one, uh, I think in the trailer for it, like, the very first screen, like, his face is front and center, and everyone was like, wait, is that The Miz? And yeah, it was fucking Mike Mizan. And... Is that pre-him doing Real World? I think that's pre-Real World, right? <sighs> 99? Ugh. I think his Real World season was, like, 2000, 2001. It's right around... I'm, I'm not sure. Let's see. Uh, 2001. 2001. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, that dude did reality TV like crazy, because he did that, then he did the Real World Road Rules Challenges, and then I'm pretty sure he did Tough Enough. Yep. I think Tough Enough is how he got his WWE contract, right? Yeah, pretty much. Man, he's actually been wrestling longer than I realized. Fucking almost 20 years. Man, fucking good for him. Like, not many people that, like, started on reality TV, like, really got anywhere. Um, no. 
and like there's only a handful of them that manage to like transition to to like anything else. But also, even on the real world, like he talked about how he wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah, no, like, I remember. I remember watching that season of the real world and him like yeah. having like his little like wrestling alter ego that he would occasionally like walk around and like the, act like a like a late '90s Attitude Era wrestler. Yeah, the Miz. Like he's the same guy he's been for. T- 21 oh, years it, now. Was that the character that he actually used on Real yep. World 2? I didn't realize yep. that. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Rich, I assume, I, Drew, I assume you don't have a pick? No. No. Uh, so, Rich, what, what's the next book club? Oh, my God. I completely forgot to try to think about a book club. What the fuck, Nomination. man? Um, hold on. I mean, listen, if you really can't pick something, I'll... I'll I could uh, pick a thing. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while, Drew. If, Throw if, something else. Fine. We'll, we'll watch the 2001 NLL Championship game. It's on YouTube. <laughs> what does that mean? National Lacrosse League. The Philadelphia Wings. The la- it's the last time they won the championship. Okay. So the it's full games on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the the Wings goalie from back then, Dallas Elliott, has posted a shit ton of just full games on his YouTube channel. Oh, that's Some actually kind of cool. Some of them are, like, recordings from the ESPN broadcasts. Some are just, like, somehow he got the in-arena video board feeds, and, like, it's just that video board feed for the whole game. Like, it's not, like, a camera of it, but it's the footage that would be playing on the screen, so it'll have, like the graphics for the goal scorer or whatever. So sometimes you're missing some of the action because it still has like just a picture of a player and their name on the screen. Man, YouTube is unhappy with that search. I, I mean that they they refuse to acknowledge what that NL that I typed NLL and all the results are for NBA championship two thousand one, which was the Lakers versus the Sixers. So there's <laughs> a, there's a lot of thumbnails of Shaq, um Kobe and Iverson. All right, there we go. I, I found it now. So this is uh, the feed that played down here in the U.S., which was on ESPN, but it was uh, taken from uh, Canadian TV, the Sportsnet. So definitely maybe a little uh, Canadian bias in the commentary, but it's a really good game that comes down. Like, I've never watched lacrosse. Is it, like, more or less like hockey rules? <sighs> yeah, like, it, honestly, it's a hybrid of like hockey and basketball so take basically all the penalties from hockey but there's no offsides and there's no icing but like slashing and cross-checking oh can can you just like fucking fire the ball all the way down court and it it doesn't make a difference yeah no i mean you're probably not going to get it back but like (laughs) Like, if you're just if you're just in a bad spot and you're just trying to clear it away from your goalie like you can just launch it to the other end and like figure it out yeah but okay uh, Again, like unlike hockey, where it's all it's way easier to separate the puck carrier from the puck, it's relatively difficult to get the ball away from someone with it in their stick. Oh, I guess that's true because they are basically like carrying it. Yeah, but like basketball, uh, you only have so long to get the ball from your side of the field across midfield. Uh, at so that time. almost like a, like a play clock, shot clock sort of thing. Yeah. Well, and then there is a shot clock on top of that. Like you have thirty seconds to get a shot on goal. It would it like even if you're like passing it and stuff like that. Yep. Oh just, wow. Just like basketball, like basketball, they have twenty four seconds to take a shot that hits the rim. Indoor lacrosse, you have thirty seconds to take a shot that 
either goes in or hits the goalie or the post or oh. to get a reset. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's interesting. But And then, like, the offense, so offense and defense kind of play more like basketball, where hockey, you don't necessarily really get into, like, set plays that much. Like, you'll get into an offensive possession, but basketball, there are, like, plays like isolation and pick and roll and whatnot. Indoor lacrosse plays a lot more like that, where players will pick and roll. You might have four of your offensive guys kind of go to one side and let the one guy try to just control the ball and get the shot on his own, different things like that. Because th- there's no, like, traveling or anything either, right? Like, nope. somebody yeah, ca- no. as l- somebody gets the ball, they can run from one side to the other and take a shot, and, like, they're good? Yep. Okay. Like, pretty much the only thing you can't do while you have the ball is, like, you can't, like, pin your stick to your chest so they- that the defender can't try to take it away from you. Yeah, don't you kind of have to, like, hold it up and out and, like, like, cradle it like 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 spin it back and forth to keep the ball in there uh you don't have to really spin it to keep the ball in there but what that does is makes it harder for the defender to hit your stick to knock the ball out okay because now it's like a moving target okay that makes sense uh, maybe even back then a little more of the cradling was to kind of keep the ball in but the pockets on the men's lacrosse sticks are so deep that like the ball is just going to stay in there as long as you don't turn it upside down okay yeah i thought like because they're, they're like net nets right like they're not like hard uh there's different types most use a soft like netting mesh some players do use like hard leather strips especially back then now it's really uncommon to see anything other than the soft mesh but okay yeah i always assumed that they did like the the like the spinny thing because like it was like a like a softer mesh and i figured that kept the ball kind of like pinned to the back of it as like the thing would wag back and forth so the ball wouldn't mm-hmm. just like pop out of it yeah no it definitely does but at the same time you're not running indoor especially you're not running that far that fast that the ball like your natural stepping is going to make the ball bounce out really okay but as someone who's played around with a lacrosse stick enough, like, you can feel as you're cradling the ball, like, push against the back of the stick, like, with that momentum. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, so that will be for our Thursday, September 15th episode, uh, which we we will be recording on the 13th, just so you guys don't forget. Or no, we won't. No, I'm sorry, that's next week that we're recording a day or Uh, right. Sorry, I can't fucking keep track of things anymore. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, so... Richie, you mentioned at the top of the show, I did pick up uh, the Cowabunga collection, which is like 15 classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Oh, wow, that that many. many. Okay. Yeah, so it's a a little misleading um, because it's a lot of like pseudo duplicates in a weird way. Um, I'm bringing up the list real quick now. Um, So it's got it's got all the Game Boy games for one, which are kind of like, okay, that's cool. But also like they're from the fucking Game Boy. Um, okay, it's 13. It's 13 games. So, you've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES from 1989, the one with the infamous underwater level. Uh, you've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game from art 1989, which is more of, like, the multiplayer, like, beat-em-up, like, most turtle game that you, like, think of, like, the side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, mm-hmm. it's just closer to, like, an 8-bit aesthetic because that's, it's, like, somewhere in between, like, an 8-bit and a 16-bit, um look and then it's got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
Fall of the Foot Clan, which was the first Game Boy game. Uh, it's got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, T- Turtles in Time, the arcade game. Then it's got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Back from the Sewers, which is also a Game Boy game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project on Nintendo, the, the original NES. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I, I skipped one. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Um, so this, this is one of those ones where it gets weird. So you have the TMNT arcade game from 89, and then the following year on the Nintendo, they released that same game as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game for consoles. It's just, it, it, you know, it's a little bit different because it's a console game versus an arcade game. Um, and they do a similar thing with Turtles in Time. So Turtles in Time, they have the arcade version, and then they also have TMNT 4 Turtles in Time on the SNES. Um, we've also got the Manhattan Project on, on Nintendo. Did not realize how many fucking Nintendo games there actually had been. Like, the first three Turtles games were Nintendo games. Um, we've got the Hyperstone Heist, which was the only, or the first Sega Genesis one, and it was more or less comparable to Turtles in Time. Like, different story and everything, but, like, the gameplay and and visual aesthetics were were essentially the same. Um, we have the third and final Game Boy game, which was Turtles 3 Radical Rescue. And then we have three fucking versions of Tournament Fighters. Um, we have the SNES version, the Sega Genesis version, and the NES version, which I had no idea there was an NES version of that game. I thought it was just um, 16-bit. Right? I can't imagine... I really can't imagine 8-bit fighting games. Like... <laughs> yeah, like, same. Uh, but those all came out in 93, so it was the tail end of the Nintendo. Though I think they were making Nintendo... Like, I think, like, there were a couple Nintendo games that came out in, like, 94, 95. Um... And then this collection, it's got four games that actually support online multiplayer. So Tournament Fighters, the SNES version. Which, yeah, you, that would be the one you do. Yeah. The Hyperstone Heist. Okay. Um, Turtles in Time Arcade. And the original arcade game all support online multiplayer. Okay. And then everything else is either single player only or um, some of the games that, that had multiplayer to begin with also have local multiplayer. So the original arcade game... Two on the SNES, um, Turtles in Time, the arcade game, the Manhattan Project, everything except the Game Boy games and the, and the original one have local multiplayer, I just realized. So, you know, the, there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, there's some cool, like, in-the-game things. There's actually a, there's actually strategy guides kind of in the game to, like, kind of, like, point you in certain directions for things, which I thought was neat. Um, I opened it up for... I saw it in the menu, and so I opened it up for Turtles in Time, because I'm like, okay, I know I know this game pretty well. Um, I wonder what they're suggesting you do. And, like, one of the things was, like, against the Shredder fight, it's like, hey, you can't attack Shredder, so make sure that you, like, throw your fo- the Foot Clan soldiers at Shredder at the screen. Here's how to do that. I'm like, okay, that's cool, because it's not actually a very... It's not intuitive how you do the throw at the screen. Um, like, Rich, you, you just played... Um, the, the new one. It's uh, actually pretty easy to do the throw at the screen. Yeah, you grab them and you push up. You push yeah. down. Up or down, whichever one. I don't know. I know it when I'm playing. I don't know it. But so, there is no grab button in Turtles in Time. You have to attack the enemy, like the foot soldier, so they're stunned. So, like, they're, like, doubled over. And then you have to move closer to them, but not too close, and then hit attack again. And if you do it in the right spot, it will throw them at the screen. If you do it in the wrong spot, it'll just attack. And if you do it in an almost spot, you'll do the, like, back and forth slam. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's very, like, it's not intuitive and it's not easy to do when you're getting swarmed by enemies. <laughs> there's there's 
no grab button in Revenge, uh, Reven- Shredder's Revenge or Revenge Shredder. I can't remember what it is. There's no grab button in that either. You just walk but up to the a- enemy. You literally That's just right. walk up to the enemy. No matter how, right. like, if they're, if they're, depending on the, the color of their, their, their suit. Um, so it's generally mostly just the foot soldiers that you can throw as far as I know. Um, if I they're believe pur- it is only the foot soldiers. If, if they're purple, you can throw them. If they're red, you can throw them. If they're like other colors, like white, black, or, um, I can't remember, orange, I think, you have to hit them a few times to knock them down once, and then you can throw them. Right. Um, so like, it, it's still, it's a little easier and more intuitive in that game than it is in Turtles in Time. Like, and like, that game also gives you a tutorial up front. It's like, hey, here's how you do all the things. <laughs> um, whereas this one, like, that, it, it's a, it's a 93, it's a game from 91, I think, 92. So, like, it doesn't tell you how to do any of that. And it was an arcade port. So, like, arcade games, especially at that point, like, they didn't want you to know how to do things. They wanted you to fail and die, and they wanted you to just keep feeding quarters to that machine. Arcade cabs also had way more buttons than console controllers did. Not always. Yeah, I don't think the the Turtles arcade cabinet didn't have... Pretty sure it was a two-button game. Yeah, it's just, it was jump and attack. All right, maybe. I don't know. I I could have swore it had, like, four. It's a a four-player game. So there were four sets of controls on it. But even then, it was an SNES game, so the SNES had four face buttons and two shoulder buttons. I never played Turtles in Time, then, I guess. Well, that was a mistake, because it I, is one of the best ones. I didn't have an SNES. Did, did you guys have a Sega? We did, but I don't think we had Ninja Turtles on a Sega. Man, you're missing out. I, I mean, it's it's not my Tur- fault. Turtles in Time was also on Xbox Live Arcade for a while, and it was actually a pretty good version of it. Mm-hmm. But, like... If you have any nostalgia for these games, totally worth picking up the the collection. I was uh, Drew. I was talking to you about this a little bit yesterday. Like, it is a little pricey. Like, it's it's thirty nine dollars, and like thirty nine dollars for thirteen games seems reasonable. But when you look at it, and it's three versions of the exact same fucking game, um, and then a bunch of games that are essentially the same, where you have like the arcade version of it, and then the console version of it. Um, but like, I actually I. There are a couple of these games that, like, I legitimately like a lot, and, like, this is the only way to legally own them on, like, modern consoles, so, like, I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, like, said, I, I legit am totally down for it. I want to play it. Yeah. Um, I did play, I, I started up the original Ninja, Ninja Turtles before I jumped into anything else, and um, that game sucks still. Like, yeah. Um, especially, like, that water level. That water level is just fucking broken. And I mean, it is. It's like legitimately broken. We were talking about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that the like a lot of like these like remake re like collection things like they do it for Final Fantasies and stuff too. Um, there there are some like like added little features that they put in these games. So these games have a rewind feature where like you can actually rewind like quite a bit actually if you like fuck up really bad. Um, and you can also make save states as you're playing. So like that's cool for like some like like a level like the water level. Um, even with save states and the ability to rewind, um, by the time I got almost, so I don't know if you guys remember that level. You have a time limit. There are a bunch of bombs you have to defuse. And then there's all the, there's the electric gates that turn on and off and all the electrified seaweed stuff that will like grab you and just kill you. Um, the controls are, are awful. Like they barely function. Um, and you have to make your way through this and find all of these bombs to defuse in the time limit. There's, no radar. There's no real, like, here's how many bombs there are. So you just kind of have to hope for the best. Um, 
And the one thing that game had going for it was you can switch turtles on the fly. You can pause the game and just switch between them. So if one of your turtles is almost dead, you can switch to another one before they die. Um, but you also don't get health back between levels. Mm-hmm. Because the game is kind of almost like it, it just keeps going even after levels finish. Um, so like depending on how you were doing leading up to that, like you're probably not going to have four turtles at full health. Um, and even the slightest touch to some of the seaweed, it will grab you and just drain your, your health all the way down. Um, I tried like five or six times and like I got a lot of the, the bombs defused. I can't find the rest of them before time runs out though. And the swimming mechanic is so bad that like I just lost interest in even trying. Because some of the buttons you think would do things in the swim, swimming actually don't. Yeah, like, I am still not entirely sure how the swimming works. Watch watch that video, I said. Yeah, I, I, I do actually have to watch that. It's like, sometimes I felt like a button was doing a thing, but then, like, I would stop for a minute to, like, kind of, like, recalibrate myself, and then that button wouldn't seem to do that thing anymore, and I'm like, I don't actually know what was doing the thing now. Um, like, I forget what it is, but I don't think down actually does anything when you're swimming. I think you're right. Um, But also, like, you have to hit a or b or something but like it doesn't seem to be like it's not like any other game where like in mario if you hit the button it makes mario slowly move like diagonally up and forward because like you're just always kind of moving forward um but in this it's like the hitting the button didn't seem to actually do anything half the time it was it was super weird and inconsistent and just bad but so that's when i jumped into turtles in time and i played through the first few levels of that i'm like this is how a good game plays (laughs) yeah and like Turtles in Time and Hyperstone Heist, for that matter, super similar to Shredder's Revenge. Like those were definitely the templates for that game. Yeah, I mean um, it's it's whichever one is the most recent one before Shredder's Revenge. Like it plays off like right after. It's like part of its story. So I don't know if it actually is directly connected to Turtles in Time or Hyperstone Heist, or like which one it would be, because those games came out at the same time, and they do have two different stories. But yeah, like it's it's essentially like you said, it's well, like this is assuming that you played a game where you defeated Shredder, mm-hmm. and like this is like the outcome of defeating Shredder. But like it's Shredder's revenge, Dude, so it that, could kind of like fall anywhere. It cracks me up because I've I've played the, the Shredder's Revenge several times now, and I've beaten it each time. I think it's I think it, let's see, Donnie because he's the best turtle, um, Casey, Shredder, and April were the four that I've done it with, and so I still have three more times to play it with. But I did do um, arcade mode with someone, and we beat it with that person. I, I, I beat it with that person as well. Every time I've beaten the game, and you knock out Shredder at the very end of the game, and he just goes, No! My revenge! How could you? Or something like that. I just crack up laughing, because that is the dumbest line in the world. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, you know, speaking of Shredder's revenge, I think it's funny that the last two big bosses of that game are actually not that hard. Like, the Shredder fight isn't hard once you, like, like see what the pattern is. Yeah, I mean, the Super Shredder fight is 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 very, very easy, and so is the, the, the Krang fight in that level. It's just that there's two bosses back-to-back that make it hard, and I'm sure if you were to play it in a harder difficulty, it might be even more difficult. I've only played it on normal. Uh, the worst boss, in my opinion, in that game is the fucking... Um, Zerg, uh, or whatever. The what? I don't I don't remember what his name is, but he looks like Zerg from Toy Story, the Buzz Lightyear villain. <laughs> uh, no. I don't know who that is. 
Um, he's the one that that actually tr- like teleports in front of the screen that you have to throw the foot soldiers. Oh, at that one, down. that one. Yeah, no, that one's that one's easy. That one's so. Oh, uh, see, I hate. So I had trouble with that one because I was I was having trouble getting um the throws to work because like so many foot soldiers were coming in at a time. I, um, I only did it. I it, it only took me like three tries, but the three tries were because I that happened to be the level that I tried to do online play for, mm-hmm. um, to test it out, and it in the middle of that fucking boss fight. Um, it disconnected and kicked me out of the level. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, no, I, um, what was it? It's, it's, it's the Jeep. It's the first, um, surfboard level where you have to fight the Jeep. That's the worst boss. Oh, I had no trouble with that at all. Oh, it's easy, but it's the worst boss because if you get even a little too close to it, it hurts you. And your attacks move you forward just a little bit. So you can't chain more than two or three hits at a time, depending on the turtle you you got or the character that you got. So if you're using a more close range character, one or two hits, then you got to back up. One or two hits, and you got to back up. And you know, it's just—it's a pain in the ass. Is is really what it is? It's not hard. It's just a pain. That one and uh, Rat King, because every like every five hits, he jumps away and summons the rats. And Rat King just—it's not that it's hard. It just takes so long because of those extra that extra yeah, you know time. What? Rat Rat King was bad because like the rats were actually kind of hard to dodge and avoid too. Um. So like it was just it was very tedious and time consuming. I I just do the jump attack the entire time and and, um, and it's fine. But. Yeah, some of the other bosses I actually thought were pretty like a lot of them were actually pretty easy. But like in my opinion, Shredder and Krang at the end were the two easiest. And it's like it's funny that like your final bosses ended up being like the two easiest bosses. I, I it might have I don't know why they chose to do it that way. It might be because at least and it might not be specifically they're the easiest but they might be easy in general or easier in general because that last level in story mode one of the challenges is to do it without getting hurt so maybe they were trying to make like at least a pattern recognition type thing to where it would be easier to do if you just know what attacks or patterns are coming at you but it's like at the same time though that game was a big fuck you for a lot of those levels where it said hey do this without getting hurt so i mean there's only two levels where three levels where it's don't get hurt it's the first level the last level and like something one in between i think but uh the rest of them are any of the don't get hurt ones are don't 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 get hit by a uh uh, a trap or yeah generally don't get hit by a trap or don't fall down a hole those are the only other don't get hurt ones and there's a bunch of those which is always really easy so you have actually you've played it a lot more too i only played it through all the way once so I, it seemed like there were more of those, and I did not get any of them. No, I mean, I haven't gotten the don't get hurts, but I've gotten the, like, don't get hit by traps or, and don't don't fall down holes. Uh, like, I, I, I've also collected every collectible every playthrough except for one and have reached level 10 by, like, I think there's 18 levels by, like, 14th level. So it's like I'm always way overleveled and more powerful than you have to be by that point. Yeah, whereas I'm just like, I played through it once, I, I went in and messed around with a few characters, but didn't really do a whole lot past that. Mm-hmm. I wanna, like, it's, their each character has their own uh, end title card, so I wanna see all of them, and there's an achievement to get all of the characters, and beat the game with each of the characters on story mode at level 10. Yeah, which I, like, that makes sense. I played on Switch, so, like, achievements don't matter. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's still, like, it's, it's in-game achievements, like, I would still do it if I had it on Switch. No, I mean, I know that, but, like, I I don't care about those things in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, 
it's even less impactful because it, it is just like it's this in-game thing that doesn't actually like do anything at all. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't care about them if I didn't actually absolutely fucking love the game and and yeah, it, I like. Uh, believe me, I like the game a lot. Like I said, like I've I've dipped back into it a couple of times. Just like I'm just gonna like run around as like a different turtle and like do a couple levels. But it's never like I just I'm not I'm not into like playing it again so soon. Like all the way through. I I am because it's only two hours and it's, yeah. it's you also like repetition. Not really. I don't know. You rewatch a lot of the same shows and shit. I mean, th- that that's for different... I mostly do that just because I don't want to have to pay attention to anything. But I need something on. Um, but, like, when it, when it comes to gaming, I don't like generally like playing the same games multiple times. I don't like having to do it over and over and over again. Like, See, I wouldn't have thought that I don't because know, you, you play, play stuff Monster like Hunter. Monster Hunter and, like, <laughs> the survival games and stuff like that. I mean, it's there's a difference with, like, Monster Hunter and... and and the, the, the From Software games where it's like, I'm not just doing it over and over and over again. I'm like learning, the, like with, with the From Software, it's like I'm learning and trying to beat the boss. Monster Hunter, yeah, it's a different kind of story. I just generally really enjoy the gameplay, but I will never play those games again. Like I did it with, with Rise because I had to in order to play Sunbreak. But I will never go back through Monster Hunter World and Iceborne. I will never go back through Monster Hunter Rise. I will never go back through a previous Monster Hunter title because I do not like doing that. I think it's stupid. I think it's boring. I think it doesn't make sense. Just continue to play the game that you have. Like if, but again, if if you like doing those, I'm not trying to trash on anybody who likes doing it. I just I'm not a fan. It of It sounds like, like you are. It sounds like you're being a real no, douchebag to just, everyone that I'm likes j- playing them over and over again. I'm just not a major fan of replaying a lot of games that I've played before. But like something that's as quick as two hours long. I'm I'm always down for because it's also just fun. The soundtrack is amazing, and it's just like everything. it does have a very good soundtrack. Like, like it, Sacrifice was a seven-hour game. I beat it in seven hours, seven and a half to eight hours, something like that. I have uninstalled it from my PC because like all right, I beat it. I don't have to play it again. It was beautiful. It was amazing. I loved it, but I don't have to play it again. I beat the game. There's no real reason for me to play. It. Well, why don't we just transition into that then? Sure. What did you think of Senna was Sacrifice? It was beautiful. I loved it. It was an amazing game. I can't remember what... I, I wish I could remember exactly what I said. Way to not even know what you just said. I don't Man. listen to myself. I barely well, listen to Drew, you guys. Drew, I think we figured out, like, Richie's opinion doesn't matter because he's just making it up every time. True. I mean, isn't that how everyone's opinion is? No, no, you, no, no, no. But you make up different opinions for the same thing each time. But I'm. it all means the same shit. Does um, it, though? I said the same thing though. It's beautiful. You, it was amazing. I, I like you go get me. You go get me a thesaurus. You look up all the synonyms for all those words, and we'll see. Well, I don't know what the <laughs> words were at this point. I don't listen to myself. Exactly. Um, but I think Sinoa's Sacrifice, Hellblade Sinoa's Sacrifice, is a game that a lot of people, honestly, that everyone should play. I thought it was so, an amazing story. Question for you, real quick, before you get too far into it. Yeah. I always heard people say Senua's. Are you saying it how they say it in the game, or are you just saying it how you assume it's pronounced? I'm, I'm, act- I'm legitimately curious. How, how am I saying it? Because I'm playing Senua. I'm saying Senua. That time it sounded like that, but before it sounded like you said something different. I'm, I, As far as I can remember me saying, but I don't listen to myself, I was saying Senua's sacrifice the entire time. So Okay, never mind then. It, I, Drew, did you hear something different, Drew? I, uh, no, I don't. 
Okay, it sounded like you said, like, you pronounced the name differently. Maybe I just, like, my headphones weren't picking it up right. I don't know. I was mumbling a little, I'm sure, as well. Um, but I, I thought, I think this game is fantastic. I love the storyline, uh, behind it. It, it. it follows Norse mythology, uh, about a woman named Senua who, um, who lost her lover. And oh, it's she, Norse mythology. Yeah. And I did she, not know that. She is going, uh, she's taking a journey to hell, um, to find, uh, her lover's soul and get it back. Um, and as you play through, you find out that she has some sort of corruption and, um, even almost immediately, like 15 minutes into the game and I hadn't even walked yet. Um, immediately you start to hear, and this is what the game does really well, like voices, but it's not just like voices of like characters talking. It's inner, inner voices, like multiple, not necessarily multiple personality, but they, they, the developers uh ninja theory worked with um uh doctors who worked with patients and worked with also patients who suffer from psychosis and they made it, this game was developed to help you feel the senses and sensation of going through what she's going through which is why they force you and push not force you but push you to play this game with headphones if you're not playing it with headphones you are really really missing out do they actually prompt you to do it, or they prompt you so many times to to listen to it on headphones, to play it in headphones, so many times, um, and it's like you you would not get the same effect with anything else because there were times I literally thought somebody was right behind me talking. That's how good the the three D audio and the binaural audio that they were doing. Um, there were times that like I was listening, and you're only getting audio through one headphone, through one ear. Because it's supposed to be somebody whispering to you from that ear, but who is that somebody and where are they? And you look around and there's nobody fucking there. So and how not many just, times did you get startled? But like, and I'm not saying just in, in real life, like in game too, there's nobody around you. You are alone this entire time. No, I understand, game. but like, did you get startled at all while that was happening? Uh, there were a few times, not quite startled, but like, m- like my ear would twitch because I would hear something and like I wasn't expecting it, and it sounds like it was right there. It sounds like it was over there and stuff like that. Um, the things that would get me the most is because of everything that they did in that game with uh, audio. I made sure to have my headphones up a little bit louder, and then I was streaming it obviously, and some of my uh, viewers would play sound effects or things like that when I was hyper focusing and whatnot. And it would blow, blow my, blow my eardrums out, um, and, and blow me away. That would, that was more so the more startling things. But like, they use, they use the, the audio and they use the voices not just as like a device to like help you feel what she feels and help you go through what she's going through. They also use it in gameplay. If you're getting attacked from behind, because there's no, there's no HUD. It's just the game. So if you're getting attacked from behind, you'll actually, right before the attack happens, you'll get, like, a whisper, like, watch out behind you, make sure to dodge, don't let them get behind you, stuff like that. And it comes from where they are. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, like, overall, like, the game is beautiful. Uh, and, and it's very dark, so it's hard, to, it's weird to say that a game is so beautiful when it's as dark as it is. But it is very dark. They tell you to turn the, the, um, the gamma down to where you can barely see the symbol. There's two symbols. Let's turn it down to where you can barely see the symbol. I'm like, well, which symbol? It doesn't tell me which symbol. It just says, so you can barely see the symbols. Or the symbol, it just says one. 
So I tried to turn it all the way down, and it was way too... I couldn't see. I had to actually turn it up a few times. Keep messing with it my first time. Um, it is only about seven and a half, eight hours. Um, and I didn't actually get the full true ending. But what I missed, is it's not really the ending. It's just like a small cutscene before the final fight, or the final boss, that I haven't... I meant to watch. Um, but, like, I think, honestly, Cobb, this game... Like, you know me and Drew and a number of us deal with anxiety issues and whatnot. I feel like this game would help you kind of understand a little bit more of what we deal with from time to time. With a lot of the self-doubt being thrown at you through these voices of people just... Of random voices talking to you throughout the day and throughout uh, throughout the, the game. Like, I think this game is a very strong game for people who don't understand mental illness. Now, Rich, I just... Huh. And Drew, like, back me up here. If you're hearing voices, I'm, I think you might you might want to talk to somebody. I'm not saying I'm hearing voices, <laughs> but they that the game does its best way to instill like the psychosis, which like I don't hear voices, but I get that self doubt that some of these voices were pushing towards her. And no, I, I get the anxiety so, and everything, and I really think this is a very strong vehicle for people who don't quite understand a lot of mental illness. So, out of curiosity, is are the voices actually like a sinister force, or is it all like internal? It's all in her. It's all in her head, as far so as like, I can tell. Okay, it that's, is, a, that's what I was curious about. It is her falling deeper and deeper into madness because of the loss of her lover, and okay, and and going through what she has to go through in order to get him back brings her further and further below and further and further down. But it's, it, it is, it's weird with how the game ends and wraps up. Like, I actually have to, like, look it up and do some research to fully understand how it ended and what, what was going on. Because, like, I was not expecting what happened to have had happened. And I wasn't expecting, like, I, I wasn't expecting, like, a lot of that wrap up scenario to, to wrap up the way it was. But I thought it was so well done. And it was really, really good. The combat itself is f- mostly fine. Um, it's not, like, the most spectacular combat in the world. The game was not made to be specifically combat-heavy, but there's a, there are a good sequence, good number of fights and sequences like that, but a lot of the game is more so the experience and less about the fighting, but they did have to, like, throw in some sort of, like, actual game, uh, mechanics in it, um, so that, like, there's, there's... You, the more damage and attacks you, you hit on an enemy, you fill up a focus bar, and then you can use a focus bar to, like, slow down the enemies around you, or some of them have the ability to, like, phase out and just be a smoke monster. You can focus for that. Um, later on in the game, when you get, uh, your, your, a different weapon, you can use your parry ability to knock them out of their smoke, um, existence or whatever. Uh, it's, it's, I really liked the combat. I thought it was fun. And, and the, the designs of some of the enemies that you fight. Cause you fight, um, you fight Serdar, which is, for those of us who don't know much of Greek mythology, or not Greek, uh, Norse mythology, the best way for me to explain Serdar to you is, or Sert, not Serdar, Sert. Um, he's the big, uh, fire demon from, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, so you fight him, you fight Valraven, which is the god of illusions. Um, you fight Fenrir, which was a weird iteration of Fenrir, and then you fight Hela as well. 
and like all of the character designs and art and, and like character builds for these gods and for these characters. Like Fenrir was 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 the only one that I was like, that's this is weird. But the rest of them just looked so so awesome. Uh, even especially Hela. Hela was so cool, and I just I love I love the path and direction he went, and and how like honestly how kind of realistic this game looks, and how well they did with with the graphical capabilities. Like I know we were earlier saying like graphics don't really do much, and like they don't, but it was still it's still a beautiful game. Like if if this game were made ten years ago, I'd still say it's a beautiful game for ten years. Ago. Like I don't rem- actually remember how old. Um, I think it's like five ish yeah. years old. Yeah. Uh what is it? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I meant to look up who did all the mocap for Senua, um, because I wanted to see what else they may have done, uh, but I forgot to. Um, but yeah, it's it it is it's wild. Uh, and after after playing each day, because this is a very heavy game, uh, I ended up having to like chill and relax and watch like. So watching Brooklyn Nine Nine to, to to just chill out and laugh for a bit before bed, and then when I uh, after beating it last night, I I beat it in like I started at seven and I finished it at like nine. I was like, all right, let's actually get the true ending for Tunic. Uh, and so I went in and just looked at the. <laughs> I basically for Tunic, I looked at the the book for like twenty minutes, half hour. Oh jeez. Like, I looked at the book, I ran, I went around and tried other puzzles that, like, I hadn't solved yet, that aren't necessary to beat the game for the true ending. But, like, for the most part, it was just me talking to chat, like, this is what I'm trying to figure out. And after, after about 20, 25 minutes of, like, just looking at it, I was like, I gotta look this up. And I looked it up, and the solve is the most ridiculous thing ever. So I think I told you that last time, the last, the last puzzle I did, before I went and fought the boss was like a a thirty something button press solve. Um, yeah, you did mention that. Eight times fourteen. What's that? True. Um, thirty two plus eighty. It's a hundred and twelve. It's a, fuck this guy. So let's let's go. I I think because it was like I think it was four. It was about a hundred and twelve button presses that you had to push to um to open this door to get to the last uh 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 piece and like the solve once i found out what the solve was i started going through it to try to figure it out and look at it myself and i'm like i looked at the stream and i looked at my camera i was like i totally jimmed the camera too i was like i'm not doing this on stream i'm just gonna use the guide because um it's basically what the puzzle is and i know we moved from senua to to tunic i i just want to talk about this real quick i'll go back to senua in a second but the what the puzzle is is it shows you Basically a a big golden plate with a bunch of numbers on it. So the first number you go to is twelve, and then there like it points you up to twelve. And then you go to then there's just numbers all over, like nine, fourteen, sixteen, blah blah blah, forty-eight, blah blah blah. And I'm sitting there staring at it and I can't figure it out. And then when I read the solve, it's oh, each number on there equates to a page in the book. And so you have to go to that page in the book and find where the golden lines are and piece together the the puzzle from there. Yeah, that does seem like a lot. It is a lot. If if you just look up the the, the final puzzle for tunic and it ends up being like a hundred and something button presses that I failed three times at 
before I was able to get it right. Have you thought about getting good? Even even with it sitting there in front of me, I still failed at it like three times. The first time is because my screen started to turn off on my phone. So then I had to change, because it takes so long to press, I had to change my uh, my school screen cooldown time to like five minutes. And then the next two, I was like near the end. And I accidentally, like either I hesitated too long or my eyes were reading too fast or like at one at certain points it doubles up and I'm just like this is oh man but I was able to get it it was great and I and it's 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 great but that that was quick aside by tunic but like th- that's hellblade gets very heavy that like I needed that tunic before I like caught it a night I needed that like chill fun time before calling it a night and that's that that's one of the things I love about hellblade like I would definitely go back and play it again in in the future it's it's only a short game if 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 but I would love to experience this game with other people or have other people experience this game and watch people experience this game and see what they think. I had people on my stream saying that the whispers were annoying, but like I was saying earlier, they don't, the the Twitch probably doesn't produce this 3d sound effects as well as the game would. So they didn't know that there were, it was 3d sound effects. They didn't know that was all over. They thought it was just people whispering, which I can understand that being annoying. Yeah. Um, one of, one of the things that the developer does is at the very beginning of the game, you go through, you get to a point right before you go, uh, are able to cross the gates to hell. Um, and you, you fight an enemy and you're able to take them out a few times, but then eventually they turn into the smoke thing and you don't have the ability to hit them and focus at that time. Um, they, uh, what was it? I, they, then you die. You have to die. It's a scripted death. You die. And, uh, when you come back to life, uh, her arm starts to have some sort of corruption on it. And, like, you, like, it starts to grow. And she, they explain to you, Senua is corrupt. Senua has darkness within her. Um, the more you die, the more corrupt the, uh, darkness will become on her and will go up her arm. If it goes to her head, your data will be deleted. And you will That's... lose all, you will lose all okay. progress. Do you know if that actually happens? That's it's a fucking lie. It's a fucking bold-faced goddamn lie, and I'm mad about it, but also so happy that it doesn't happen. I didn't die that much, but I wanted to science it to see if it actually did happen, and it doesn't. I looked it up online because at one point uh, on my first stream of it on Monday, I looked up how much more is left of the game just to see if I could beat it on Monday or if I should call it quits. So it was like eleven o'clock, but I'm like. I feel like I'm really far, so I should look this up. Because um, if I had, like, an hour left, I would have gone and beaten it. But I had, like, two to two and a half, something like that. So it was just like, all right, it's going to be pushing it too much. But as I'm looking that up to see, like, the next area or how many areas are left, um, I it's like, I, for some reason, decided to click on one of the Google suggested questions of, do you actually lose your data? And it's like, no, that's just the developers pulling the wool over your eyes trying to increase the tense and suspenseness of the game. And I'm like, that's fucked. Cause I kind of wish they did that. But at the same time, I'm glad they don't. Because if, if you get to the end of a seven hour game and then lose your data cause you die, but there's not really that much combat. You shouldn't be dying that much. There really isn't that much combat. Oh, really? I thought there, I thought I honestly assumed there was. No, it's, it, the game is not built around, it's not built for combat. The combat is good. It's like, I wouldn't say it's the best thing in the world, but it's good. Um, the most combat you get is the final sequence. Uh, but overall, like, you, you get the occasional, like, maybe in total of the seven hours, 
I probably had like 20 to 30 minutes of combat. The rest of the seven hours was me walking around trying to understand and solve puzzles, figure out um, perspective puzzles and things like that. Like most of the two hours last night, like the beginning of the two two hours last night, there was like a few puzzles or a few combats and then it was just puzzles and then boss and then puzzles and then boss. And that, like total of maybe 10 minutes in total of combat and fighting yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's not really built around combat. It's built around the puzzles the psycho- and exploration. Yeah. The puzzles and exploration and the audio design and the psychosis and the story. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I've only ever, like, seen, like, bits and pieces about the game, and, like, never really looked into it. I thought it always looked neat and sounded interesting. I just, it's one of those games that, like, I never got around to, and, like, I honestly don't know that I ever will. I was actually thinking before, uh, we talked about it, like, up until, up until we started recording of suggesting this to be our topic for our Evergreen episode, having you guys, if, having you guys play this game, and we just talk about Hellblade. Cause I, I think it is that good, and I I wanted you, I, I wanted you guys to experience it without me really talking about it too much. If you hadn't, so I don't know that I have enough time to beat a game in two weeks. It's seven hours. It's an hour a day. I don't I don't have time to play games every day, dude. I play games on like a Saturday I, when I have time to. How many hours have you put into a uh, a uh, 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 power washer simulator? That's different. No, I can it's play that not. while I can play that while I'm working. <sighs> But like it was it was it was just an idea is all I was saying because I think this is a game that everyone should experience and 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 play. Like if I didn't like legitimately if I didn't have as much kind of going on over the next couple of weeks as I did, like I'd actually probably say like yeah, you know what? Like let's give that a shot. But between like a I, <laughs> to swap with Drew and I actually I'm sure Drew actually has a bunch too like I actually have a bunch of concerts over the next 2 weeks plus getting ready for vacation. I mean, literally I'm going to Cincinnati for a concert and then coming back and going going directly from the airport to a concert. Yeah, like we're going to a concert Friday and then a concert Wednesday and then the weekend we get back from our trip, like the like the following Friday we go to another concert. Yeah, and then like I might go to a concert. I might go to the same concert you're going to on the Wednesday and I actually need to get an answer whether or not I'm going to a concert on the next day. Yeah, and like, then flying to Cincinnati and going to a concert, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a busy month. It must um, must be nice, honestly. Must be nice to be able to go to that many concerts. Man, you can do it too. I ain't got any fucking money. Credit cards, because you're buying games. <laughs> go to concerts. <laughs> I, not, games. I, I haven't bought. I, the last game I bought was like Shower with Your Dad Simulator, which was a dollar. Oh, actually, bought Monster Hunter. That was like, that was like a month months ago. ago. You could have bought concert tickets instead. <laughs> it's a $60 game. That's I could have bought a concert ticket. I mean... But you know what? Probably I could have bought multiple. But... I, got, I got 80 hours, 100 hours plus enjoyment out of Monster Hunter. I would have gotten... A lifetime experience out of a concert. Boom. I would have gotten two <laughs> hours experience with pictures I'll never look at again experience with a concert. I love <laughs> concerts. Don't get me wrong. I love concerts. I don't think you do. But uh, yeah, I don't think you do. <laughs> no, I do. But it's just I I get I I got more bang for my buck by buying Monster Hunter than I did a concert. You know, if you would just start that OnlyFans, we keep telling you too, you could go to any concerts you wanted. Yeah, well, stop well, dragging your feet. Start stop dragging them and start posting them. 
<laughs> uh, it's, it's, I'm not gonna, no, it's not gonna be, f- I promise you, I hate my feet. My feet are not gonna be on it. You hate them? There is somebody else out there that doesn't, though. No, I doubt it. My feet are gross. No, like, I promise you, people are, fu- like, people get into some weird shit. My feet are gross. Um, but yeah. That's, Hellblade is just, man, I, I, I wanna say, I, like, I think it's a game that, that everyone needs to experience. Is it on, like, Game Pass or something? It's, yeah, it's on Game Pass. That's why I played it. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's... Smart. I thought maybe... I didn't know if it was P- if it had been a PS Plus at some point, or if, no. like, you had it on Steam from forever ago. No, I mean, I don't... I still don't have a capture card, so I'm not doing PlayStation. Um, oh, that's still, right. I forgot about that. Which is why my PlayStation hasn't been touched in a year at this point, because um, yeah, I don't really there, game on there that There are thing. bored children in Connecticut that would kill for that system. <laughs> they should probably have other systems to play, too. I mean, that's... That is accurate. So that's not my fault. Or they should, or they should just go outside and like run in circles or whatever it is. I mean, I I don't go outside and run in circles, so I'm not going to say they should go outside. Well, you're you're an adult. I mean, adults still go outside and run in circles. That's true. That so, is true. I've done it in the past. Fucking weirdo. It was more of like an <laughs> ovular uh, uh, shape, um, disorganized circle, o- ovular shape. But yeah, was that a? Are you, are you talking about a mosh pit? That's no, different. Audubon, Audubon Park is not a full circle. Or, like, the Audubon Lake Park. Oh, is... you're talking about, like, at, like, running the lake. No, I meant, like, literally running in a circle like children do. No, no, no. I, I mean, children don't really run in circles. I don't believe you. I've never, I mean, unless they're chasing each other and one keeps running in a circle to avoid being tagged. It's called Duck, Duck, Goose, motherfucker. There's that, too. <laughs> but, like, kids don't actually play Duck, Duck, Goose out of school do they i never fucking played duck duck goose when i was not in school they probably do even even in school we didn't even do duck duck goose we did the game where you had to put your hands behind your back and somebody had to touch your hands and then you had to chase them because like there's no like people don't care about making sure people want to be touched and whatnot in school um but But anyway is there anything else you wanted to talk about with hellblade uh i'm excited for the sequel uh it was originally slated next year it was originally slated for 2022. It was slated for this year, but I don't know if it's been delayed or not. I I was looking it up the other day, but I didn't look up too hard. Uh, but I, I'm I'm interested to see, based on what I know of the ending and my understanding of the ending, I'm interested to see what's going on in this one. Oh, and by the way, uh, the uh, actress for uh, Senua is Melina Gergens. Mm-hmm. She's never done anything else. She was literally the only thing she's ever done. She was really good. Really good. Well, that's I'm, good. I'm assuming they did a lot of the mo- I think a lot of her actions were mo-capped actions, like, even during cutscenes and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. that's just what they do nowadays. And, like, her voice acting voiceover was really good. Cool. Um, so, last thing we have, um, I mostly unintentionally read all of Chainsaw Man over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hundred- at the time, it was a hundred and two chapters. Damn. Um, yeah, so it's, it's 102 chapters, it's about 19 pages a chapter. Okay. Um. Oh, still, it's thousand plus pages. Yeah, no, like, it, it, so, manga doesn't take that long to read, like, it's, it Fair. definitely flows quicker than, like, American comic books do, um, but, yeah, it, it was a lot, and, like, I didn't mean to read all of it, and then all of a sudden I read all of it, <laughs> um, it's, it's super interesting, though, and not what I thought it was, um, so, it does have an anime that's supposed to start in the fall. Um, and it's basically, it's, it's a world where 
devils exist, but devils are essentially like the compounded fear of something, um, like personified. So the more primal the fear, the more powerful the devil is, is kind of how they, they explain it. Um, so like the darkness devil is one of the most powerful because so many people have that just primal fear of the dark. Um, and actually like the most powerful one that you really see throughout the majority of the, the, the first half of the manga is, um, is the, the gun devil. Um, because like, you know, gun violence is real and people are afraid of guns. And the way it's staged, um, is like the gun devil is kind of the big bad for the first hundred chapters or so. Um, cause the, this manga had like a, a break. So the part one of it ran up to like chapter 97 and then it took about a year and a half off and then came back with chapter 98 actually just in July. Mm-hmm. Um, and like up to 97, like the majority of that, you were kind of like the characters were kind of on this mission that like they wanted to find the gun devil and beat him. And this thing had appeared like decades earlier and in the matter of minutes just decimated the whole world. Um, like, killing just hundreds of thousands into the millions of people, like, in different countries. And the countries that had the higher um, death rates were the ones that have higher gun violence. So, like, Japan happened to have the lowest death rate, which was still in, like, the tens of thousands. And the U.S. had the highest. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but so, like, because of that, like, guns were outlawed. And apparently, like, things like nuclear weapons and stuff were, too. Um... So, like, those devils, um, were kind of just, like, the, like, remain, like, they were powered by, like, the remaining fear, kind of. Um, and the way that their, their life cycle ends up working is a devil can be killed. When it's killed, it goes back to hell and is reborn. If it is killed in hell, it's actually reborn again back on Earth. So it's, like, this, like, kind of, like, revolving door. So you can never really get rid of a devil all the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it seems like when they die, um, they kind of, like, forget everything. From, like, their previous, like, stint. Um, and then you also have devils that, um, take over human bodies, and they become what they call fiends. And, like, they have some of the human memories, and if the human is strong enough, they can, they kind of, like, retain some of their memories, but they're basically just the devil in a human body. Um, and you have some devils that are either not super antagonistic to humans, like, they, they're kind of indifferent to them. Or that have been captured and are kind of forced to, like, cooperate. And they make contracts with people. And their contracts are, like, binding. Like, if a devil agrees to a contract, that's that. Like, like that contract is binding, like, a, or they die. Um, so, like, humans that are devil hunters find, de- find devils to make contracts with to get some sort of, like, power. And they basically make a deal of, you give me this power and I will give you this thing. Like, some of them give, like some of their lifespan to them or like there was one character that literally gave a devil its right eye to have like the ability to to do something with it um in in the manga chainsaw man is this kid named denji and he was like a an independent devil hunter that was basically being extorted by like the mob um that early on he has a pet devil that it looks like a little it almost looks like a like a pug mixed with a chainsaw mixed with a pig um which I realize doesn't give the best description, but he was like this little like pig pug shaped thing with like a chainsaw for a face. And his tail was like the cord to start the chainsaw. So like when Denji was fighting um, devils, he would actually use his little like friend as like the weapon to kill them. Um, and they both kind of get mutilated and murdered. And the devil in like 
they're, as they're dying, makes a contract with Denji that basically, like, brings him back to life, but sacrifices his own kind of body. Um, but that lets Denji become Chainsaw Man, which if you've ever seen him, he basically gets, like, two chainsaws for hands, and his head turns into a chainsaw. And it's the most, like, ridiculous fucking metal bullshit you'll ever see. Um, and, like, the rest of the manga is him working with the government, um, and being just the most, like, he is at the same time innocent and, like, kind of a scumbag. Because, like, he's never been to school. He doesn't know anything about anything. He's not doing this to, like, help people. He's literally doing it because they offered him three square meals and a date. And that's all he wants. He he wants to get girls and, and eat food. Because he, he lived off of, like, trash before that. <laughs> but, like, he just keeps killing things for them. And it's surprisingly compelling. Nice. Yeah. That's I, I've I've seen I've seen um uh some uh some of the mangas like I've I've been to, like Barnes and Noble and whatnot and seen seen like some mangas for Chainsaw Man and it it always looks interesting but I've never actually like thought to read it or whatever I don't know I'm I'm out of out of touch with anime and 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 mangas lately but that does seem like a pretty solid story. Yeah, like, it's cool, and it... So you know how, like, My Hero kind of, like, circumvents, like, a lot of the anime tropes in favor of, like, superhero tropes? Um, so this one, it almost does the opposite and, like, leans really hard into some of the anime tropes, but without them being, like, like too ridiculous, if that makes any sense. Like, the, the ridiculous... The level of ridiculous actually fits with what's going on in the story. Yeah. Because um, they are almost, like, superheroes... But it's got, like, you know, the main character was, like, an orphaned child that was, like, extorted by the mafia and just doesn't know any better about anything. And, like, at one point he, like, somebody tells, like, like like a female, like, like uh, literally a superior tells him, like, if you kill this demon, I'll give you a kiss. And he's like, I've never had a kiss before. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, And then it backfires on him because the lady, when she kisses him, is, like, super drunk and ends up vomiting in his mouth. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so his first kiss is literally, like, followed up by actual vomit in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, But because of how he, like, basically grew up, like, it didn't actually make him that disgusted. Like, he didn't like it, but, like, he didn't also vomit in return. Okay. He was just kind of bummed that that was his first kiss. <laughs> um, and then uh, one of the side characters is, is, a, is a fiend, so, like, a devil that took over a human's body called Power. Um, she's probably, like, the most, like, next to Chainsaw Man is, like, the most, like, recognizable character from the series. Um, she's got, like, pinkish hair and, like, pink horns that stick out of the top of her head. Um, she's a blood fiend, though, so she can, like, cut her arm open and, like, pull a weapon out of her blood, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, like, solidify it and control it and everything like that. And can also, like, exude some amount of control over other people's blood. So, like, at one point somebody gets injured and she's able to, like stop them from bleeding it just takes like extra focus but she in theory works for the good guys but is a fiend and like does not like humans so like she's kind of like doing stuff like she doesn't want to do it but she has to do it or they'll kill her and she go she either like avoids helping at all or goes like 110 percent and tries to take all of the credit and usually backfires um and then immediately blames somebody else and it's just it's very fun to watch her kind of like fuck something up and then immediately go well denji told me to do it 
mm-hmm. and like 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 almost like a little sister and like that's what that's essentially what their relationship becomes like they become like siblings um and then like by the end of it like you actually care about some of these characters a lot and they don't the, <laughs> the writer just fucking kills anybody like there are people where you're just like oh they're not going to be killed like there's no way they're going to kill this person and then like the next issue they're just fucking obliterated like it was nothing mm-hmm. i'm like jesus okay so that's and it's not Dragon Ball. Like these are people. They they don't get brought back from the dead. Um, but it it's been cool. And I'm actually I'm really interested to see what the the anime looks like because I think it's I feel like it's like a like a a studio that's like people really like is doing it. So I'm hoping like it's adapted well. And they um I'm hoping that it's like seasonal. Like a lot of, like like my hero and a lot of modern stuff is so it, that like it doesn't get too far ahead. An 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 anime like that it'll absolutely be seasonal. Like it just. There's no doubt about it. They're they're gonna totally, hopefully not pull a um an Attack on Titan on it, but they're gonna totally do an Attack on Titan on it and just like like very specific seasons, very specific endpoints. Just don't give me four seasons for one season. Like that is definitely the hope, but like it is a shonen, so I'm not going to assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because like Black Clover was one where like that show should have been seasonal. Because it was one of those things where it was interesting enough, but they definitely stretched some things. They only had a few filler arcs, and those filler arcs didn't really ruin stuff. But if they would have just been seasonal, they could have stretched things, and they wouldn't have caught up to the manga the way they did. Um, so I'm hoping that's the case here, and they stick to seasonal, and they just, you know, once a year, once every other year, however long it takes them to produce it, they just get out, like, a chunk at a time, and they don't get too close to the actual manga, so they don't have to either cancel it the way they did with Black Clover or start doing, like, shitty filler the way every other shonen show does it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all. It, it, it's really cool. Um, It is different enough that, like, when it comes to the anime, like, it's actually, it's worth watching. Like, it, it, it it's not, like, your your average, like, shonen fighting show or anything like that or, like, dumb fan service-y bullshit. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, like, I think that's one of the things I like. Like, every time, like, you have something where, like, you think it's going to be fan service-y, they do something that makes it, like, as, like, unfanservice-y as possible. Like, the lady vomiting in the guy's mouth or something. So, yeah. That's it. Um, either you guys have anything else you want to talk about? No. 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 Alright. Well, I guess that will do it for this week, then. Um, like we said before, in two weeks, we are going to talk about the 2001 Lacrosse Championship. Yes. Um, which was, it, it was the Philadelphia Wings against Tudra. The Toronto Rock. Okay. Um, and other than that, you can find, uh, more of our content over at www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us at your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all the fun places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. That stuff all helps a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequest online or at one underscore quest on twitter and instagram our youtube channel is youtube.com slash one quest video and you can always send us an email to social at one dash quest.com and then rich what what do you have going on for streaming uh nothing too too special but um i'll start promoting this now since it's september october the goal is to beat resident evil zero through eight um so make sure to come check out the stream in october when i'm gonna try to beat every numbered resident evil game Nice, and hopefully you can, uh, hopefully you can pull that off. I sh- it shouldn't be too bad, but I should be able. To. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping I can, but 
Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can check that out. And what's your what's your Twitch channel? Oh, I guess I should say that. Uh, Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. Um, also another thing, I, I just started a TikTok, which you can find the links to it on my link tree on my TikTok, or, or on my Twitch. Uh, I post clips. Uh, if you're watching my stream and you think something's a clip worthy, uh, uh, go ahead and actually clip it. And if it's an awesome clip, I might use it on TikTok and I'll throw you a shout out and whatnot as well. And then how many bits do you charge people for that? There's, there's no, it's free. For I'm, clipping. I'm kidding. No, it's, it's free. You don't, you don't have to pay me to clip. Okay, so you only charge people for things like um, like walking on your table and stuff. I mean, I don't charge people. Those are those are channel points. All you have to do is watch a stream. I mean, Ten... Bits and channel points are all the same. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. They're two completely opposite, two completely different things. They're the same. They're the same to me. Uh, not really. <laughs> it shouldn't anyway, be. Anyway, they are. Anyway, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.